Family from the Heart, episode number 23. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today we are covering, once again, another topic, another chapter from the topic of parenting in a book. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you cover this? Okay, so we are covering another chapter in the book, Creative (laughs) Corrections. I shouldn't Um, have drank that Diet Coke before we got started. I did. Um, creative Corrections, Everyday um, Extraordinary Ideas for Everyday Discipline by Lisa Welchel. You're even throwing me off a little uh, bit. Here, watch this. We'll just start this over. <laughs> that was horrible. You're in a job. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from My Heart. <laughs> I'm still Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm still Cliff. And we are continuing our discussion of the book Creative Corrections by Lisa Veltrell, which is is a wonderful book Mm -hmm. on parenting and giving you creative ideas, a a new avenue of thought when it comes to how to parent your children, how to discipline them. How to correct them, not with the standard you know, timeout. I mean, really, honestly, parents, I think, sometimes resort to two things, timeouts and yelling. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, unfortunately, out of control spanking. Right. And and those sometimes are are not always the best way. Well, they're, well, they're not well, always that, the best way. One thing that we learned um, while covering the five love languages by Gary Chapman mm-hmm. was that... Um, our son, who turns seven tomorrow, mm-hmm. will um, his number his primary love language is touch. Mm-hmm. And for a child whose primary love language is touch, to be spanked is like the worst form of torture that you can place upon them. I don't know that it's the worst form of torture. <laughs> well, that's that because I can't be... remember exactly what the book says about it. Did this book but talk about that? This book didn't. I'm saying that that's one thing that I learned from from okay. the five love languages when I'll, we got around to talking about our kids. I think obviously it has a great deal more impact on a child. Now, I, I, I think that it actually is more harmful than having an impact on the child. Do you think it's harmful? I do. I don't know about I do. That. Pay attention to your son. Yeah? If you ever spank him again. Well, I don't have to spank him that often, but, you know, it. the thing is... Or is, think back over times when you have. Mm-hmm. It, it's... I, I don't... It, 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 I definitely noticed that it would affect him more than it affects my girls. However, I don't think it has been harmful. Right. Okay. And Megan defi- just says, can and, you just spank me, please? <laughs> I do not have. I will have to completely disagree that it is like the worst form of torture. Uh, you know, I, I just. I was just paraphrasing. I don't remember I, the exact wording. I know that you the- were, but I there there are some folks who haven't gone back and listened to every episode of Family from the Heart, and I just don't want them to think that if your child's love language happens to be, you know, words of encouragement. Could, could you could you imagine the children who are listening to this? Go and then they're like listening with mom. Oh, mom, you look 
you look so or no i guess hugging and kissing on their mom and dad all the time my love language is physical touch please don't spank me i'm just so anyway this week we're talking about grace and failure which (laughs) Which, um (laughs) apparently my failure to use the right words is not getting any grace from my husband (laughs) so anyway um can i just can i just stop for a moment and speak of how moments this this episode of family from the heart is yeah this is our first ever family <gasps> from the heart with no children in the house no children not even anywhere to be heard in this house right i mean how cool is that so that is so cool um this is when parenting is really cool <laughs> when there's no kids around <laughs> when, yes it, it's kind of like when i was involved in ministry full-time or not full-time but uh you know it, actively it was full-time. Oh, yeah okay so anyway when we i was weren't paid for full-time work. We, we used to joke around that ministry would be so easy if, if it, it weren't just weren't for people, people. exactly yeah, exactly so anyway um i bring this up because my friend amy in the chat room um asked how my day was going with kennegan and um it's been really crazy there hasn't been much much free time mm-hmm. but um i didn't expect that so anyway it's been going well. I dropped her off this morning, and um, she was so excited. Yeah. I mean, so incredibly excited. She was talking about it from the moment we woke up, um, and she was getting dressed with Megan and Matt and and having a good time doing that. And so, and then she says, Megan, or McKenna is a very, um, she has her own idea of how things are going to go. You know, she makes up her own plan for the day. Well, here's the situation. She has grown up watching... Megan going to school and coming home and talking about it. Matthew going to school, coming home and talking about it. And all she's been talking about is going to school. And, of course, when the, it really broke her heart when the other two, a couple weeks ago, got to go meet their teachers. And she had to wait. And she had to wait. Right. And they come home and say, you know, hey, you know, I did this today. We had recess I, or we had a snack today. And she's like, I'm going to have a snack right. when I go to school. And yeah. I'm going to have is. recess. She's, she's, probably, she's already eaten lunch and at recess already. Mm-hmm. But uh, but this morning, the story that I was telling before I was so rudely, so rudely interrupted, interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> was that this morning she says, okay, so we're going to get dressed. We're going to take me to school. And then you can take, oh, she says, you're going to take me to school. And then we'll take Megan and Matt to school. <laughs> and then, so assuming that she would like still be with you. <laughs> she's like, she's she had, always be yeah. with you. But um, we'll so she them. had like her whole, her whole little thing about how the morning was going to go. And I said, no, we're going to take Megan and Matt to school. We're going to go to Kroger. And then it'll be time to take you to school. She goes, okay. And so then she said, we're going to take me to school. We're going to. And then we'll take Megan and Matthew. I said, no, we're going to take Megan and Matthew to school. We're going to go to Kroger and then we're going to take you to school. And so that she, she got into it. She knew exactly, you know, our kids work well when they know exactly what's going on. And, um, so anyway, we were at Kroger and she was just so excited walking around. We had already packed her lunch before we left the house, but she was like finding tons of things to put in her lunchbox for lunch <laughs> today. And I'm like, Ken, I don't think you're going to have time to eat that all that food. But um, just so super excited. And then we get to the parking lot and we were there a little bit early because we did have to go to the store first. And um, I allotted for too much time. So we got there early and we were sitting in the car and she says, so you're going to drop me off, right? I said, yes, Ken, I'm going to drop you off. 
And then about five minutes later, she goes, you're going to come back and pick me up, right? <laughs> I said, yes, I'll come back and pick you up. She was like really concerned about being picked well, up. This so. is the first time in her life that she has not been left somewhere or that, yeah. that she has been left somewhere where it's being left somewhere with you and I. Um, or I'm, with, I'm sorry, without it being mammal. Papal or Aunt Jessica. Right. She has, um, th- this is her first time that she has got to go to school or, or you know, away from um, mom and dad. And I mean, she's been with me every day, except for the times where, you know, we do leave her with, excuse me, family as a as a babysitter. Yeah. And, but, and, and uh, of course, we, we go to church and leave her in Sunday school, but right. we're still there. Yeah. And, so yeah, um, this is this is so different. this was a big day for her, and she was so excited, having so much fun. Um, she, you know, and, went and, and, and I'm sorry uh, to add to that. That just to be about how huge this is. Of course, she's been left here with Trisha mm-hmm. and and Jen Lyons before and stuff right. like that. But that, but she's not with sister and brother. Right. She's you know? she's alone, and she, she gets to go meet she, her own friends, which is really cool to see how she oh. will work. With kids her own age. Can I just tell yeah. you one of? The, I mean, I I love all of my kids, and you'll hear me brag on them all the time. But let me just tell you, my little three year old girl is a social butterfly. <laughs> she is a social butterfly, and I cannot wait. I mean, she'll probably have like four or five different names memorized, and she's going to tell us all about them. I can. Yeah. I can just tell she's she is going to have a blast. Yeah, Megan likes. Um, she would she would ask, and so we went and we met her teachers last week, and so then she had to wait all weekend to actually, you know, go to school. And um, she would ask, um, what are my teachers' names? And so I would tell her, um, for a couple of times, and then I knew that she knew their names. And um, can we pause this for a second? Yep. And we're, and we're back. Something got in my eye, and I literally could not open them and see you. They were, like, burning. But I'm better now. I could. I'm glad um, you're better. Anyway, so then, you know, after I knew that, that she knew her teacher's names, then I would ask, when she would ask me, what are my teacher's names, I would ask her, Kenna, what are your teacher's names? Because I knew that, that she knew. And the way she says, she says, Miss Michelle, or Miss Tammy and Miss Michelle. You know, it's just, like, the way that she says it. And Megan had commented this morning on how cute it is, so... It's just, she's so, again, so excited, and it's going to be so much fun to hear her stories when she comes home today. Absolutely, absolutely. We also want to just point out real quick that we are recording Family from the Heart at a new day and a new time, which I I don't know if anybody can tell, but I am definitely more alert and here today, which is really cool. And that's why we had to start it twice? Exactly. Well, okay. Other than <laughs> That's because I drank a whole twelve ounces of diet coke, like within like three minutes. minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. within three minutes of starting the show, and uh, I was trying to. Never mind. We won't go there. Okay. Anyway, we do want to say thank you to some people who have stopped into the chat room, even though it's a new day and time. I see Ben Moore was here for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, probably checking things out while he's on a uh, early lunch break or something. Uh, we have Ed in the room, and of course we have. Um, uh, Shauna and as well we have Amy, Amy Pearson mm-hmm. so thank you guys for uh, checking us out here in the chat room during the show and uh, you know we just want to let people know we're here now on Wednesdays 
Wednesday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So that is going to be the new day and time for the Family from the Heart podcast. And uh, I'm and excited. Saturday nights at, at 10, we're getting really rough on on us, on Cliff and I um, having to get up the next day and get our family ready for church. Was Yeah, well, we've made we've made a lot of changes in our in our family and in our, in our lifestyle here in such that we're trying to in our sleep pattern <laughs> and in our sleep patterns. <laughs> And and it used to be we used to be late night people, Not and anymore. anymore we're we're trying to change that. And uh, you know, Saturday night was the only night of the week that was really going and rubbing up against this new lifestyle, and right. and it wasn't boding well for our podcasting. No, it was not. So anyway, so anyway, uh, back to the book. Back to the book. I really like this chapter. I I like this chapter because it's in it's important stuff. And I, I think, Stephanie, why don't you explain to them what the chapter was? We won't, we don't need to go into as much detail. We, I don't think, did we, did you highlight anything? I think I highlighted one sentence. Okay, well, highlight, so, tell us about the one sentence that you highlighted. Okay. And then give us an overview of what this chapter is. Okay, one sentence that I highlighted in this chapter. Sometimes we just need to let our children fall. As hard as it is. That's not in the sentence. That's what I added. Right. Um, Sometimes we just need to let our children fall. Yes. Gotcha. Um, now, this explain. chapter was about failure and how um, how difficult it can be for our our kids to um, to accept that they failed, to accept that it's okay to fail, um, and to pick themselves back up after failure. Right. And to not give up in the midst of failure, honestly. Um, and then at the end, talked about um, about God's grace and the grace that comes um, after our failure. And I love this chapter. This is one thing that I can say positively that, um, that my dad instilled in me when I was growing up. Okay. I moved in with my dad when I was 10 um, and did a lot of my, well, I did all of my adolescence um, under his care and knowing that it was okay to fail I think helped me in some of the big decisions that I made very young in life mm-hmm. and um, and I hope that that's something that I can teach my kids I hope that's something that I am teaching them we can prepare them we can prepare them that there are going to be huge decisions that they're going to have to make in their life and there are going to be tons of obstacles placed in in their path and whether they excuse me whether whether they succeed or not in that it's it's okay either way right your your typing is distracting me i'm sorry i had to type myself a note so that i could remember what to bring up like the important (laughs) thing i got out of this chapter Okay. So I apologize. I was working on my show notes while you were talking. Okay. And um, it's a, I just, I, I love this chapter. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. Um, she basically starts out, of course, uh, we're talking, you know, we've mentioned that we're talking about Creative Corrections by Lisa Welchel. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who are just tuning in for the first time, Lisa Welchel was the She girl, was Blair she, on The Facts of Life. Exactly. Is that where you were going with that? I think that's where I was going. Okay. Yeah. So what you want me to say is that she starts out the chapter. I love you. You're awesome. Well, you asked me to give an overview, and then you like go back to the beginning. And so maybe you wanted a sentence-by-sentence sentence no. overview. 
<laughs> but she talks about, I was just looking to fill dead air. She, I wasn't giving you dead air. I was giving you the opportunity to speak. She begins <laughs> the you. chapter talking about her own <laughs> failure. And um, in, in her adolescent years, when um, her going through... Um, going through adolescence and puberty are forever documented for her on um, on that show and how the weight gain was really hard for her and how the the producers and the executives of the show dealt with that with her and how that created a deep loneliness um, or that she found out that she figured out that she was filling a loneliness void with food right and, and so w- was gaining weight in in that already very sensitive time in a girl's life. Right. And, um, and so, and found shares her story about how she found grace through her failure. Right. And, and what I understood to be the, the quote unquote point of the story is about how mom was back home in a different state, uh, raising her young brother, I guess Mm -hmm. in Texas, in Texas. And she was in where California in California living in a, a, a studio apartment with her grandmother. And mom oftentimes just wished she could just hop on a plane and go out and be with her daughter and help her and, and stuff like that. Fix it. To, exactly, to go and fix the situation. But mom couldn't. And and she was and mom was comforted by the fact that, you know, she knew that God would be there for her and help her to go grow through the failures and, and, the, and the letdowns and... And to be there for her. Right. And so really that that's the overarching theme of this chapter is, is to understand that if we continually, and, and I see this a lot in, not in our parenting style, but I've seen this in a lot of other parents. Um, and and I'm, I don't mean to judge other parents because obviously we have, we certainly have our shortcomings, but this one doesn't happen to be one of them for us. And that is parents who are always involved in fixing and resolving all issues in all circumstances that their kids are involved in. You know, so if if the child has an issue at school, the the parents immediately in, in the principal's office. Uh if the if the child has stolen something, um then the ch- the parents immediately making excuses for the child and and taking care of that situation. If the child's having uh, issues with other children in the neighborhood than the parents knocking on the child's door that they issue rather than teaching <laughs> a little personal <laughs> thing there, a little with personal the, there yeah with somebody else in our neighborhood but uh anyway the the problem I, I think what we need to avoid and I, I think there we need to be involved in our children's issues and I think we, we our children need to know that we're there that we're concerned but I think it's important not to fix all their problems otherwise they're going to grow up helpless. Exactly. They're never going to be able to deal with conflict or um, or just disagreeing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cliff and I have been married for, for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And we have, in my opinion, a very good marriage. But we do not agree on everything. And anybody who's listened to this podcast long enough know that. Exactly. And of course if you listen to any of our other shows, you You'll probably know, know that, that too. too. <laughs> we do not agree on everything and it took us a long time to learn how to deal with those mm-hmm. because just because. Right. And but I think that if we give our children the right 
tools to learn, you know, that we're not, you know, I didn't call my mom every time we had a disagreement when we first Thank got married. Thank goodness. Because Cause the relationships the, between me your and your mom. Your mother-in-law does not belong in your marriage. That's right. just my personal opinion. And, and anyway. the relationship between myself and your mom was already strained. I could not exactly. handle her being in no. our disagreements. Right. That would have not been good. So, obviously you need to have a person to go to, but try not to make it your mom. <laughs> and try to make it God. I mean, <laughs> seriously. I mean, that, that, that should be the ultimate place. And I think that that's probably somebody calling my phone okay. or is that your phone it's no it's phone. mine um anyway, anyway i apologize dealing with dealing with um i think megan was about five uh-huh four four or five when i started teaching her to deal with you know there, there, there was a cutoff when when i she would run to me and say mommy so-and-so did this so Megan, you're old enough now to go back and work it out. You know, right. well, whatever, whatever the case may be, give her suggestions on, you know, how she could work it out. Mm-hmm. Where now at at eight and a half, she can handle most conflicts that that she comes in contact with. Right. But I'd like to give an example, um, if I can. Yesterday, an Matt- example, not here. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. No, seriously, though, Matthew and I went to soccer practice last night. And on the way home from soccer practice, um, I asked him how things went. And he was like, you know, things went really good. And and he says, oh, and I said, what happened to your knee? Did you fall down? He says, oh, no, that happened at school today. And I said, well, what happened at school? He goes, some boy pushed me down at school. And I said, some boy in the classroom? He goes, no, out at recess. Um, I was waiting in line to go back in or something like that. And he wanted in front. So he pushed me out of his way. And I said, well, did he say he was sorry? I mean, was, you know, I was trying to find out, was this intentional? Is this guy, is, is there this older kid at school who is intentionally singling out my son to bully him, you know, and stuff like that. And and it didn't appear that to be that that was the case. But I just, I just wanted to understand, you know, what kind of world is my son experiencing during the day? That I just wanted to be involved in that. Right. But and and he says no, he did. He just wanted. He just went on his way and and pushed me out of the way. And and he he had a pretty bad scrape on his knee. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just a little scrape. I mean, it was a good scrape. It's like the entire, not the entire. Yeah. Um, his kneecap. But it's it's yeah, all scraped all up. Kneecap. Uh, and you could tell that blood had come to the surface and mm-hmm. everything. So um, he had a bandaid on it when he got in the car. We yeah. talked about it too. So so anyway, the 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 thing is, is that you know I did not overreact to that scenario. I didn't sit there, and I didn't even I didn't even give him suggestions on what to do. Right. He didn't ask, and it didn't seem like it was a reoccurring thing. It just seems like he was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong kid, and. And and it just seemed. I mean, I, I don't think it was intentionally against him. You know, there was a part of me as a father that wanted to say, well, if anything like that happens to you again, you 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 tell the kid to hold up and have a talk with him. You know, right, or something like that. Or if, which if, happened last year. Um, Matthew was on the slide, and the kid behind him um, didn't think he was going fast enough, and he kicked him down the slide with his foot, like mm-hmm. um, took the the back of his foot and, and pushed Matthew down. And the first time, Matthew let it go mm-hmm. because that's what we've taught him. The second time, he got upset, but he still didn't confront the boy. The third time, he punched the kid in the gut. 
And and he came. And that home. is what we have taught our son. Well, and the thing is, is he was, came in. He came home, and I think he had gotten in trouble at he school. He did get in trouble at school. And when I and he thought for sure when when he came home, he thought for sure I was going to be upset with him, and that I was going to be angry because he hit somebody. And I asked him, and, and I really do believe that's exactly how things went down. It, it's like this this kid was persistent in mm-hmm. in this. And and I have told my son that you know, listen, you you sit down, you have a conversation, and and you try to work it out. If somebody else still physically tries to, and I said, you go ahead and you punch them right in the stomach as hard as you can. You do not let up unless it's a girl. If it's a boy, you go ahead and just lay right into him. That's right. And and by golly, my son did that. He got in trouble at school. The school did not call me because if they would have called me, I would have went in and I would have defended my son's right to to, to defend beat himself. the daylights out of that. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, and he did, you know, he and, asked, you know, could you please stop? Yep. You know, the first time was, could you please stop? The second time was, I've asked you to stop. And the third time he punched the kid. Yeah. And when is, and when my kid, when Matt came home and I sat there and I said, and he told me, I said, Matthew, I am not mad at you. In fact, I am quite proud of you mm-hmm. for the way that you handled yourself. I, I said, Matthew's a very meek. And I said, it takes a lot of gut to stand up for yourself and to, and to make a stand. And you did that. And I can almost guarantee you that that boy will never do that to you again. And he never once had an didn't. issue Mm-mm. with that boy. And and but here's the situation is is so yesterday we're in the car and I didn't feel the need to say anything. You know, it's like I could tell Matthew was okay. He wasn't overly upset about this. And it's like, you know what? This is not something I need to get involved with. Right. And what I'm saying is I I do know that there are some parents who would see that scrape. I mean it, it's a good size scrape on his knee mm-hmm. and would be like what do you mean somebody pushed my son down? It's right. They're kids. You know, they're they're kids. Some time I mean it I it's not acceptable. It's it's but it's just going to happen. Right. And I did not need to get and so and and literally literally sometimes you need to just let your your children fall. Exactly. And literally. Not, not, That's why not, I underlined that that sentence. Yeah. So so Matthew fell. And and he got he and, and you know he didn't do anything about it but you know what he's learning about life and sometimes that's going to happen in 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 real life and he's going to learn through these little experiences and and I just think that these are important things to let our kids start to handle situations that you know where they can take responsibility for doing the right thing those are the things that we need to allow them to do we as parents need to avoid always doing the right thing for them right otherwise they'll never learn to do it for themselves which is what you just said exactly and then as far as failing now has has matthew done something where he is in the wrong has megan done thing has mckenna absolutely and i am the type of parent that now this is this is one of my play areas of uh uh, weakness and that I need to grow in as a parent. I am a little bit hard, heavy-handed on when you fail, when you when you are disrespectful, when you uh, make a decision that that is bad, and and stuff like that. And and the, and I know as a parent that some consequences will come, depending. You know, eventually, statistically, if you continue to do what you're doing right now. Then statistically, this X Y Z result will result. Mm-hmm. I know this from my life experience, and oftentimes because of that, 
I try to avoid my children, allowing my children to do anything that I think will have a bad consequence. And I think the other important thing in this chapter is to understand the need to allow our kids to sometimes make bad choices and allow them to fall in that way so that they can see and react to the consequences that are there. So, and and of course, you've got to be judicious about what you allow them to do and what how how you allow them to fail but to be there for them to help guide them through the consequences i love one thing this is the second time this chapter is the second time lisa welchel has said this statement i would rather my kids fail and see the consequences of their actions while they're under my roof while they're under my roof than down the road and not have anybody to help them guide Mm -hmm. them through the mess of finding out what is the right thing? How do I react to these different things? Absolutely. Yes. It is. What did Ed say in here? He says, uh, I believe. He just that he believes in what we were saying that, that kids need to to deal, um, learn how to deal with, with some conflicts on their own and that he didn't have that opportunity. Um, he had to learn a lot of things or growing up. I had to learn a lot of things on my own. Anyway, um, I love how he says kids these days are so knowledgeable. They are very knowledgeable. They really are. And I think a lot of times we don't give our kids the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm pretty sure I shared this on another podcast. I podcast so much now that like they all run together. Do you ever find that happening? Babe, I... (laughs) People are probably so sick of hearing me share the same stories all the time. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. I try to stay away from podcasting as much as possible. Um, It was a rhetorical question, but thanks. (laughs) Um, there was the other, um, a couple of days ago where, um, McKenna came out. Now McKenna is three years old and I think a lot of the times I don't think she should know and understand some of the things that that she does, but she came out of her room telling me, um, about something that, something that we were going to do or that I don't, I don't remember exactly what, um, the situation was, but, I remember thinking, I cannot believe that she comprehends what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, it it there are times when my kids comprehend things that I'm having a hard time comprehending, you know? Yeah. And and so and our kids are very knowledgeable and you just you have to give them I can I share with you Mc, or McKenna came out McMegan. of McMegan. <laughs> McKenna, McKenna came out of Sunday school the other day and she was sitting there. She goes, Dad, guess what? I learned in Sunday school, Miss Trisha taught me that God is everywhere. <laughs> Isn't that cool, Dad? And I'm like, that is so cool. That's cool. Because I remember when I was around their age, all I remembered was what flavor the cookie were, was and the Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, that, that that's what I remember right. from Sunday school. And, and right. here, here are my daughters coming up. God, I mean, just she she is paying attention. She's mm-hmm. learning and stuff. But yeah, well, they, and then we need as as her parents because Sunday school should not be our child's only time that they're learning about exactly that they're learning about God. That should be a, a supplement, supplement for for what we're teaching. Um, Which we be. are not the best at. We are we'll not have to that, admit to I'm you. I'm getting ready to say that. Um, well, I said it for you. Thank you. I said should be, but now we as her parents <laughs> need even though. You know, it's Wednesday, um, whether she remembers it from Sunday or not. Which I'm sure she does. The child has a memory like no other. She does. But um, 
go on that go on that and and yes. explain to her that God is everywhere I and did. he sees everything that you do. He sees when you're He sees when you are sleeping. <laughs> he knows when you're awake. So you better be good for goodness sake. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's why I don't like people to lie about Santa Claus. We don't lie about Santa Claus. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> hey, um, let me just say one other thing about this because... But that's for a whole other podcast. It is. It is. We'll, we do that every year at Christmas. It's, just, it's our tradition. You should we just expose start. the lie, the deception of Santa Claus. Hey, what, weren't you just giving me a hard time earlier about kids who listen to this? I mean, come on. What? I didn't say what it was about you Santa You are Claus. like that big bully who goes Everybody to school. Everybody knows that Santa you Claus does not have a little white ball at the end of his hat. I like that <laughs> big bully who comes to school and tells everybody Yeah. after they've learned. Okay, okay. Well, one other thing that I, I think is important here is to understand that you, the title of this chapter is Grace in Failure. And... I think that it's important to to understand that as parents, sometimes we will fail. Mm-hmm. Somebody came up to me. We'll I won't say. I what? She talked about that. Okay, I was yeah. zoned out on that mm-hmm. one then. But anyway, um, I just want to say that there was somebody, and I won't say their name, at church this weekend that came up to me and says, "You know, Cliff, do you ever sometimes just get so?" burned out and frustrated with your kids that you just don't know what in the world to do with them and 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 absolutely and and i'm like am i breathing (laughs) i said if you only knew and and i said the bad thing is just how guilty you feel about feeling that way he goes good i'm glad i'm not alone and it was so weird because this person that asked me this question is the person who is always going on and on about you know i I, whenever i hear uh this person talk about quality time with their kids and stuff like that i'm always like envious it's like man if i i wish i loved my kids like this person and then to hear this person ask me this question it's like okay so we're not in this you know it it, we are in this together you're gonna say something you're gonna read something i'm gonna read something go ahead okay um this is in the last this is the last section of this chapter and it is titled amazing grace but i'm just gonna kind of start in the middle That forgiveness and God's promise of salvation is grace, the absence of punishment in his mercy. To make those concepts real, we must demonstrate God's grace and mercy at home. Our children need to see us apologize and freely forgive our spouses, and they need to see us humbly ask for their own forgiveness when we fail them. Yes. The kids in some way, too. Um, We need to show them that when they voluntarily confess their sins to us, as opposed to waiting to see if they get caught, we're more likely to be merciful toward them. Example, not punishing them. The gift of mercy is priceless. When they've received it from us, they're more likely to extend mercy to others, growing up to be more compassionate adults. Um, I do remember you reading that We could talk all day long about teaching our kids to deal with conflict, and, you know, but unless they see us demonstrate... Um, the correct way to to forgive and to humbly ask for forgiveness, yep. then our words are pointless. There have been times in my parenting where I have been in the middle of a project trying to work on something 
and my kids are just insistent on horseplay or doing something that I've asked them not to do. And they say, okay, yes, dad. And then they do it again. And then they're yelling at each other. And then they're doing screaming and pulling each other's hair out and all this other stuff. And I say, guys, please stop. I'm really busy. And and then all of a sudden you hear just more and more and more until finally I get frustrated. And then I have to bring out the Cliff's screams at the top of his lungs like louder than than anybody's ever heard dad speak before I, and and the neighbors four miles down the road get to hear whatever dad has to say because it's the only way my kids are going to hear what I have to say and by golly the sheer volume of my voice gets their attention and I scream and I lay down the law and I put them to their corners and by golly, they are shaking in their boots. And I like, yes, I have succeeded. And I don't feel that way. Instead, what I've what's happened is I've lost control. I allowed this to escalate without handling things in a proper manner all the way from the very beginning. And I did it because I was very selfish. I did not want to take the time and energy and investment in handling the disciplining that needed to take place the very first time that I asked. And so, therefore, instead of doing it, I continued to allow it to happen until I blew up. I was completely wrong. My kids in tears, in their rooms, sitting on their beds. And I can tell you that the only thing for me to do at that point is to go back and talk to them one-on-one and tell them that I was so wrong for yelling at them like that. It was not the right thing for me to do and that it was my fault for losing control, that they did not make me angry. I allowed myself to get angry and that was not the right way to behave and I apologize and I asked them to forgive me for doing that and and I give them a big hug and and and, and sometimes we have to do that. Absolutely. I've done that more than once. Yeah. Um, there there have been times where this is just me sharing my own failure. Um, I've already shared that, that yelling has been a very bad pattern that um, that I've fallen into. I, I grew up with a yeller, so when I had kids, I thought that was the only way. On, I'm finding out now that it's not, and it's not necessarily the best way. Um, I really want to read that book that Amy is doing. Which one is it? Um, she sent us an email about it, talking so that your kids can hear. Or she'll type it in. She'll for type us it in, in just for a second. Us. But she was she's going to do a small group study of about this book, and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm so intrigued by that. Um, I might see if I can get my hands on a copy. Well, I happen to know this great company called Mardell.com. You like how I put that in there? Yeah. I just built up to that, didn't I? And I do know that they have it because the because last time Amy was here, he he had um, Daryl from Mardell had, was in the chat room and he posted a link to yes. it. But anyway, can I just take So a- anyway, I, what I'm sharing in that okay. is that, you know, I have often shared that yelling is a, a nasty, nasty fault of mine. And um, I I have often been yelling at my kids so much and so loud that um, my voice starts to crack. I stop, cough, clear my throat, and then continue yelling. I'm like, really, this is pointless. It's not doing anything but hurting my own vocal cords. My kids have already tuned me out. And um, so it really, it, it, it does no good. And then I've had to, you know like you ask for forgiveness and you know that was wrong there's a better way to talk to them 
to get them to listen than than screaming. Right. So anyway. Well, I do want I do want to take a moment, if you don't mind, and and just say thank you to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. They are the sponsor for the Family from the Heart podcast. This podcast would not happen if it was not for Mardell. Uh, and I, I actually miss him being in here. I know, I know, because uh, hopefully Cause he'll. I, of course, he's probably working during the day, exactly. so he can't stop in. Of course, this could be business. I mean, it, it, it it's the sponsored related. podcast of Mardell.com. But anyway, um, you can get 10% off of any order that you place uh, at least through the end of September mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, we have a special arrangement with them. You 10% off just whenever you're buying anything at Mardell.com. When you get to the shopping cart, there's a place for a promo code. You just put GS. PN. It stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. GSPN and hit the promo code. Gives you 10% off. It says thank you GSPN listener, which is really cool. And then, of course, if you're looking for a book uh, for Creative Corrections for your own copy, uh, go to gspn.tv. On the right-hand side, you'll see a, a four different book covers there. You can click on any of those books. It'll take you right to the Mardell site where you can get that and add it to your cart. And uh, we say thank you to them. Absolutely. Stephanie? To close out. Okay. Are, I, I are ju- you ready? I, I just wanted yeah. to say one other thing. Okay. Well, I'll, is it regarding the thing? The book? No. Go okay. ahead. Um, the last thing about the book is that at the end of each chapter, which is probably uh, one of my favorite parts of the book, um, she has created a toolbox. Mm-hmm. And it has tons of ideas in the toolbox that pertain to what you've read in that chapter. Um, and in this toolbox for grace and failure, there are pre-written simple prayers as a guideline for your children to pray. Um, there are several here for um, prayers when they sin, for things like aggravating and anger and um, disobedience and impatience. And I want to read you, I'm going to read you um, the prayer for sibling conflict, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And then there are other um the next part are prayers for strengthening virtues. Okay. So there are good prayers in here as well. Not so you're just, gonna you're gonna say one share I'm one of the prayers. Read the one for um for sibling conflict. Okay. Dear God, I want to get along with blank, but I just can't seem to keep it up for very long. It's really hard sometimes, and I need your help. The next time I'm in the middle of a big argument, remind me that I can be a peacemaker. I may lose the battle. But I'll win your smile. And that's more important to me than anything else I'm fighting for. Amen. P.S. Between you and me, I really do love my brother or sister. Thank you for letting me grow up and live with my best friends. That is I really cool. like that. I really like that because um, we've told our kids, you know, more than one time that um, your friends down the street, you know, are going to come and go. We may actually someday move from this house. But your brother and sister will be your brother and sister forever. Right. You know, we've, or in Matthew's case, your sisters will be your sisters for, forever. And that the relationships that happen inside this house are the most important relationships other than your relationship with God in your life. Right. Until you, Until get, you get married. Right. But we're not at that point yet. So. I, yes. Although Megan does pray for her husband. She does. She does. All right. So, um, the other thing I want to say is is that I am very excited about some of the feedback we've been getting from right. Family from the Heart. Not all of it has come in in voicemail or or everything, but uh, I won't mention the name 
of somebody who instant messaged me last night, but they knew who they are. Okay. And it is one of our listeners, been a long time listener. And she she says, Cliff, I know that you're working on a project. Your status message on IM says so, but I just have to share some praises with you. And um, I won't share all the praises because if I say all of it, then it might give away who it is. But and I don't want to do that. But she one of the things that she shared, among many other things that God has been doing in her life uh, and in her family, one of the things she mentioned is that her and her family prayed together for the first time. I don't know if it was for the first time or the first time in a very, very long time. But uh, she 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 thought to I am me and said that her her cool. entire family got together and prayed together as That's a family, really cool. and that is awesome. That is That's really, really cool. incredible. And um, we did get a voicemail from uh, our good friend Ed, who happens to also be in the chat room, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. And I am going to pull up that voicemail right here. Hey, Cliff, it's Stephanie. This is Ed Davis from South Carolina. I guess this would be for our family from the heart, but it could be for crazy life, too, considering my life is always crazy like yours is. Um, just wanted to say, I took kind of off of your uh, queue of taking your family to, to Kings Island. Um, we decided to take our family to uh, Carowinds this past weekend over Labor Day. It's kind of like the same thing, same company does your, the, your music part. But you know, I've always been leery about taking a three- and a four-year-old there. Um, but, you know, I figured, you know, y'all, y'all managed, so um, we, we braved it. I just want to tell you, they did Awesome. I could not be more proud of them. Um, they ne- didn't have a nap. They were got a little ornery whenever it was hungry, but, you know, they did awesome. They just sat in line, and um, we even had to wait an hour for the log ride, and they just did wonderfully. Um, couldn't be more proud of, uh, prouder of them. But, um, you know, uh, I just want to call and let you know that, you know, you inspired me to kind of do something with my family, and I told them exactly the same thing that you told George about, that we have one rule today. We're going to have fun. And we kept repeating that all day long. And they remembered it. That was the best part. So I hope you all are having a good, good week, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. All righty. Ed, thank you so much. I think that is exciting, Stephanie. It is. That, you know, us just sharing our fun, exciting day of just fun with the kids i mean absolutely nothing but fun uh, at an amusement park would be inspiring enough to cause an entire other family to go out and enjoy that day together and that just that just brought joy to me when i first heard that voicemail come in so ed thank you not only for going out and, and and being inspired by it but for sharing your experience with us and that and for Everybody listening to this podcast, I don't know if you listen to all the podcasting that we do, but really, this is what it's all about for us. Stephanie and I have this strong desire to share our lives with you, but we don't want it just to be one way. You know, we want it to be a community thing. There are so many things that you can do to connect back to us. Uh, We love more than anything else your voicemails. And so if you wouldn't mind, take this phone number down. Program it into the contact list on your phone or put it up on the refrigerator in, in permanent mark. Well, not permanent because the number has changed once or twice in the past. But <laughs> but uh, and, and, and maybe dry erase marker. Uh, on your refrigerator, write area code 
859 is the area code, 795-4067. Why not give us a call today and let us know what Family from the Heart means to you? This really encourages us. It keeps us motivated moving forward, knowing that you know what we're doing here is more than just blabbing on about who we are and what we're doing. Um, and, and also, leave us your questions, your comments, your, your feedback about anything. You can also email us uh, at feedback at gspn.tv. Uh, it's not .com. It's by uh, feedback at gspn.tv. Uh, you can also join our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. And there are at least 500 other listeners that are there who interact with each other on a regular basis. We would love for you to just join the community conversation that happens there. And um, there, are t- there are actually literally tons of other ways to interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and all this other stuff. But just find some way to connect back with us. We really want to be a part of your life and your life to be a part of ours because that's what makes this podcasting and new media stuff so much fun absolutely and uh stephanie are you going to share that what's next and how many chapters are left in this book i am okay i am um there are only two chapters left in this book really so we're really going to have to um put that on the agenda for our meeting tomorrow of what's next what's next um and mark your calendars tell all your friends because next week is um in the beginning is the title of the chapter Mm-hmm. And it is completely dealing with toddlers. Okay. Um, I know that there are several people in the community that have toddlers. Um, and I'm we have a plethora of stories. Um, yes, we do. To go along with that chapter. That'll be that'll be fun and embarrassing. And um and then last but not least will be chapter eleven and um it is titled That's a Great Ideal. Mm-hmm. So I'll be ex- I don't remember that chapter. Or idea. I don't think there's an L in ideal. Oh, it is. Oh, never mind. Cliff <laughs> stands corrected. Excusez-moi. <laughs> As Stephanie li- lifts up the f- a book, points the chapter at me, and says, <laughs> with the look on her face. <laughs> that's, that's like, um, our poor daughter, Megan, one last story, and then and then we'll... No, I got one more story after that, and then we'll end. Okay. So anyway, our, our oldest daughter, Megan, is in the third grade and is... Starting to understand that, you know, homework is so much more than just spelling words and math papers. But um, she had last night her homework was they she now gets um, 20 spelling words a week and uh, which is like a lot more than what she had last year. But um, on Tuesdays, their homework will be to write definitions for five of those spelling words. Sweet. And. This week, her spelling words, they all deal with plurals, which is fun in and of itself. But at school, they had, they talked about their spelling words, they read them off, and then I guess the teacher was asking, you know, if anybody knew what some of them meant. Well, the word was carpenters. Mm -hmm. And Megan raised her hand and said that um, a carpenter or carpenters is um, someone who repairs wooden objects. And her teacher told her that she was wrong, that a carpenter is someone who makes and or builds wooden objects. So last night she comes home just upset that she got, um, in Megan's eyes, humiliated in front of the class. And um, we don't 
we do not own a dictionary, um, but we own several computers. So we went to dictionary.com and uh, sh- she decided that one of the words she was going to write a definition for was carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> and so we type it into the to the search, hit enter, it comes up. A person, a skilled worker mm-hmm. who makes, builds, and repairs wooden objects and structures. And Megan is like, dictionary.com is wrong. <laughs> yes, she did. She <laughs> because said. her teacher had told her that, that that was wrong. And she had told mom that she was wrong. And, and she told me that I was wrong. And then in my need to prove her that I was right, like I just did you, I went to another... Um, she had brought home a a, um, a hardback dictionary from school, and so I looked it up in there, and they used the word repair also. And so I can just see how school today is going to play out yeah. with her telling her teacher that, um, excuse me, I was right and you were wrong. Well, but you know, and we have, I think we I, taught her yeah, how to deal with, you know. Yeah, that you don't just go and tell your teacher right. she's, she's wrong. But we did. it did allow us to have a wonderful conversation. It did. Uh, and and the, I think this is this bodes well with parenting mm-hmm. and talking about family and stuff like that. And one of the things we told our daughter is, you know what, you can, your teachers are smart and they're there to give you a lot of knowledge. But we want you to understand your teacher is a human being just like anybody else, mm-hmm. and your teacher does not know everything. Right. And then we explained and to her some that of the she- things that they believe that they know are not always correct. And I said, no, we don't want you to go and question right. your teacher and all that other right. stuff. But we do. I, one of the things I said to her is like, you have to understand you can't accept every single detail of what your teachers, not just this teacher, but when you get older right. and in college or in high school and all this other stuff. We're still going to have to go through science with our kids. Yep. Which is somewhere I do not want to go. <laughs> but, you know, we just want you to understand that it's not always the case where your teacher right. knows everything but she and was she's right. i mean megan was convinced that her teacher who's been teaching for 28 and a half years was right and dictionary.com was wrong yeah so, <laughs> so and it was funny and, well, and we and, had a great um opportunity i mean i'm just yeah. seconding what you said to teach her that you know about what you said and also to um i forgot what i was gonna say now it was important too Okay. Well, I'll share mine and maybe yours will come back and then we can wrap this up. So the other thing I want to say is that our kids have drastically changed since the beginning of this parenting series and of podcasting. And people in our home team have pointed it out, which I think feels good to the, to our kids. Exactly. That we're not the only ones telling yeah. them. So Me- Megan's attitude, completely different from what? how many, this is like part... Um, let's see here. What are we on? Weekly Lost Podcast. Let me go back into the archives here. Family from the Heart. This is uh, Parenting Part 10. So this okay. is our 10th week of reading this book. Or at least right. thinking on the topic of parenting and right. discipline and stuff like that. In 10 weeks, our children are radically different. And I mean, when I say radically, I actually mean the, the definition of radical. Mm-hmm. I mean drastically different kids not perfect not perfect absolutely not perfect absolutely but different different in the way that uh we have taken initiative in our in our consistency and and applying some of the creative corrections implying some of the the things that just 
just making an intentional effort Mm -hmm. to really help our children to grow and understand right and wrong decisions and how to live uh, life out in relationship with other people, it has drastically changed. My our daughters do not get you know McKenna's not as bossy to everybody anymore. She she doesn't yell as much anymore. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Since you and I have been really working on our yelling, um, McKenna had like one volume and it was like yell all the time. Yeah. But um, since we've started to really work on our yelling, she yells a lot less. Yeah. Also. Uh, Matthew's whining has has really been reduced. It's she not, did talk to me through gritted teeth today. Did she? Well, you know, was it at a lower tone though? Yeah. See, there you go. So it was because it, she she was under the impression that she couldn't do something, and I was encouraging her that she could, and she said, "I told you, I can't do this." <laughs> but uh, it, the tattling That's between funny. the three of them has has reduced. Uh, Megan's bold and out loud and I am in charge attitude has really been dialed down and we're seeing a great deal of respect coming from our kids and and I have no doubt that it is simply because of the reading this book and and and, and it's not this this book is not the cure-all what what this has done is it's really brought this to a a, a point where we've made this a priority. Absolutely. It it, it the, it's really not the technique. It's it's whether or not you parent as a priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it is addressing the heart issues of your ch- child more important than the TV show that you're watching? Absolutely. Are you willing to pause it? Are if you don't have a DVR, are you willing to turn it off and miss the rest of your program in return for the investment of building into your child's heart in understanding why they shouldn't be doing what they're doing right you know this these are the things that we were having issues with it it just was not the priority that it should have been and this has really helped us and so we just wanted to share that praise with you guys i love this i love this hour once a week and it was really weird to not have it on saturday and have to wait until wednesday because um for me as a parent there are there are times when from week to week you are so stuck in the um, in the correction part of parenting um, that you miss the glimpses of change that, that are in your kids. And so I love when we can come here um, on a weekly basis and examine and share that our kids are changing. Right. You know? Yep. I love that we have that kind of reflection time exactly that's what this podcast is for me exactly and then of course going back to the series before the five love languages there it is what is it wooden spoon yes, yes. i have been looking everywhere for that missing wooden spoon it's my, it's my back scratcher oh gross <laughs> you can keep it now thank you i don't need to cook with that anymore so anyway the fa- five love languages you know stephanie was kind of concerned uh right uh, probably three or four weeks into this parenting series that I had forgotten everything. But uh, even still, our, our marriage is still benefiting from the five love languages. Um, and and maybe it's not at the forefront of thought at all times, but it is still something that, that is a foundation there. And Stephanie and I can continue to have conversations and built upon all the things that we addressed uh, when we were reading that book together. Well, when I... I had also admitted to you that that I had forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just want to share my own gotcha. failure there. So I, I just really want to suggest, if anything, folks, get books. 
get some books and read some books together, husband and wives. I think it's really important that when um, when you as a married couple decide that an area in your in your marriage or in your parenting or in your life needs to change, mm-hmm. that you read the book together. Mm-hmm. I think that that has really I think that's really um, an important part an important part of why these these books are are working for us. Exactly. It, it's because it's it, it it's is not just one we, of us learning exactly and sharing the information with the other exactly it's, we're, we're learning, we're learning together together folks thank you for listening thank you mardell.com promo code gspn and you'll get 10 percent off links to wonderful books at gspn.tv and of course if you guys want to become a gspn.tv plus member details on how you can help support us in doing this full-time for a living And uh, just really quick, we're at 143 plus members, and we need to get to 500 by the end of the year. So, gspn.tv slash plus.